0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. At that time, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me, for whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to enter into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The Gospel of the Lord. We celebrate this 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The Tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Miranda The Candle in the Adoration Chapel burns this week in loving memory of Marjorie and LaVille. The second collection this weekend is for our religious education. The annual collection fund, the annual collection funds our parish school of religion's entire program, including textbooks and supplies. Additional envelopes may be found by the church entrance. Agnes has adopted two days in the 40 Days for Life campaign, Wednesday, October 13th, and Saturday, October 30th. We invite you to come out to pray in front of the Delta Clinic anytime between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on these two days. The Culture of Life committee members will be on site all day to offer their assistance to you as well. And so we are not limited to going only on those two days. If there are other days that you would like to go during this campaign, you're certainly welcome to do so. Today is priesthood Sunday, sponsored by the United States Council of Sarah International. This, the bulletin, uh, I would invite you to look at the bulletin to look at some uh, rather striking statistics uh, on, on priesthood, on priestly ministry and priests, uh, as well as the laity in the church in the United States uh, that, are, that are contained in there, as well as some suggestions for, for affirming the essential role of priesthood in the life of the church. This Wednesday, the 29th, is uh, in the ordinary form. This Mass uh, is the Feast of the Archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Uh, So we will offer our 6 a.m. Mass as Normal. We'll also offer uh, a 5.30 p.m. Latin Mass for the dedication of the Basilica of St. Michael, honoring St. Michael the Archangel on Michael day. If one were to put a a subtitle, essentially, under the gospel, which we've just heard, it might be a a fitting one to simply say, sin matters. Sin matters. There's the fact of our sin. Sometimes in our current day, sin is not seen as a, a problem at all. It's not even something that one talks about very much. There are many people who say they don't hear homilies on sin very much these days. You can't say that yourself. Uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> but there's this fact, right, that very often in our world, you know, sin is no longer thought of uh, as a, an issue, a problem in so many places, even in the church. To simply uh, to put it, uh, so many people think if one at least isn't Hitler, everything is okay, right? If you're just not, you know, killing people in mass quantities— you're a pretty good human being. that's the simple thought in so many words. That's the reason why any funeral you go to, the the presumption is no matter who the person was or how they lived their life, they're already in heaven and we can just move on with our life to the punch and and the food that awaits us at the repast afterwards. We've forgotten in so many places about sin, but our Lord reminds us it is a very, very important thing for us to contemplate. He does it in striking terms. It would be better for us if a great millstone were to be put around one's neck and to be tossed into the sea than to cause someone else, one of the little ones, which is not just children, he means little ones in faith, those who are, are infants in the faith who are, who are coming to know Christ, And if they, if they are scandalized, if they are turned away from Christ on account of our own sins, it would be better if we had cast ourselves into the sea with a great rock around our neck. It would be better. It would also be better for us than to cut off our hand, our foot, and to gouge out our eye than to simply allow sin to persist in our life unchecked, unquestioned, unchallenged. Our Lord is showing us a very important thing. While we often focus upon our bodies, it is our soul that is of the greatest importance. It would be better not to have a hand in heaven than to have both of them in hell. It would be better not to have a foot than to have two of them in hell. It would be better to go blind than to be able to see in hell. Our Lord doesn't say, if you sin grievously, if they cause you to sin grievously. He says, if they cause you to sin, period. Obviously, we have to take our Lord's words with a sort of grain of salt, if you will, that it doesn't mean that we immediately start to lop off our, our limbs and gouge out our eyes. And as the parishioner politely reminded me after the last Mass, maybe the Lord ought to have included the tongue in there since that's the one that most often gets us in trouble. Unless we all start to go around blind and lame and unable to speak. is to remember that our Lord speaks about these things as examples. The importance that he's, He is showing to us about our willingness to separate ourselves from sin. How far are we willing to go? What are we willing to do to get sin out of our life? Sometimes we can become rather comfortable with our sin. Again, if we're not doing bad things, at least the, the little things, they're not that bad. Right? How, how easy it is to, to kind of, you know, uh, essentially go to confession and say, you know, uh, Father, I haven't done anything too bad. You know, I'm doing pretty good. But we recognize that every sin, even the smallest of sins, is an incredible offense against the Lord, who is infinitely good. This is not a reason for us necessarily to to, to beat ourselves and to, to, to shame ourselves and to come down upon ourselves, but it's simply to recognize the fact that sin is terribly grievous to our Lord's heart. And this is why he desires us to pluck it out, to cut it off, that it may be gone from us not only for his own sake that he may not weep for sorrow for our sins but also for our sake because he is the one who knows above all the true consequence of sin he's paid it already in his flesh on the cross he knows what it means he knows what it costs he knows what it does to the soul unlike we ourselves who too frequently are okay with it and don't understand the great consequence which we experience in our sins. We're often blind to it. I remember one time I was, we'd gotten a new vacuum cleaner at the house. I have a couple of cats, you may recall, they periodically make appearances online it seems these days, and I had a nice, uh, a nice new couch, a nice charcoal color couch. And my black cat to my black and white cat, my little tuxedo cat, they like to sit on it. It's a very comfortable place. And I remember looking at it and, and thinking, it's not, you know, they, they must be on the, you know, obviously they're there, there must be a little bit of fur, you know, maybe I should vacuum it every now and then, huh? And so I took out the vacuum cleaner one day. It was nice, one of those, one of those fancy vacuum cleaners where it has the big clear plastic tube where you can see all the stuff when you're sucking up the vacuum, right? And I vacuumed the couch and the entire tube filled up with hair. I said, that much, I, I couldn't even see it. Where did it all come from? And it was shocking to me how much cat hair, which is sitting there on a small portion of a single piece of furniture in the house, a place where they like to sit, and it was it was a visible reminder to me of the fact that very often our sins, our little weaknesses, those little things that are almost imperceptible to us, like a single cat hair are all over the place in our lives and very often we are simply unaware. This is the importance of us going frequently to confession. In going to confession and regularly examining our conscience, we're able to continuously look at the soul and to see where did I fall short? Mother Church invites us or calls us to go to, church, to, to, go, to go to reconciliation, to confession, one time each year. Imagine if you cleaned your house one time each year. How fun that would be. It would be quite a task. And the reality is uh, Mother Church knows that we in our weakness sometimes struggle to get to it for various reasons. But how good it is if we go more frequently, to go once a month, even once a week, to confession, to allow the cleansing of our soul to take place? It's the possibility for us to contemplate our sins in greater depth, not simply to try to summarize 12 months' worth of our our poor actions or misdeeds or lack of good deeds that may happen, but to look concretely at each week and to recognize those places, those little things here and there, sprinkled through each day, where we recognize that we are seeking after self rather than God, seeking to serve self rather than others. And going frequently to confession, we find a wonderful remedy, and indeed the place where we can cut off sin. Our Lord comes with His mercy, with a blade that is fierce, to be able to strike it from us, to allow us to persevere in His grace in fleeing from it, of keeping it at bay, not simply following into it again, of allowing it to remain unchecked within our minds and our hearts. And going frequently to confession we're able to do exactly the thing our Lord invites us to today, to set ourselves away from sin, to separate it, to root it out of our lives, and to make space for Him. The simple fact that if we are clinging to ourselves, to our own will, to our sin, it prevents us from clinging to our Lord. And so is for us to separate these things, to open our hearts to Him, To open wide the doors to Christ, to set our sin aside, that he might come and reign, he in his goodness, he in his mercy, he who is peace.